Like I got the job that I wanted. Why am I not happy? Why am I still not happy? I thought this was something that was going to make me happy. And the truth is, the things that you think are going to make you happy don't make you happy. This is just something everyone knows. It's like you think money is going to buy you happiness and then it doesn't. These are just lies we feed ourselves. You're, you're just so desperate to find an escape or desperate to find a way out of this depression that you convince yourself that that's going to help me. But it doesn't. Rich people look happy. That means if I am rich, I will be happy. Do you see what I mean? How our brain just does that. And you might not even remember where the thought came from. So for your whole life, you're working and working and working to become rich, to to become happy and then you don't become happy and you're like but why why am i not happy have you ever wondered why we think feel and behave the way we do join me in this conversation on another episode of why though the podcast that uncovers the truth and helps you become a better version of yourself my name is nariman i have a bachelor and honors degree in psychology and today we will be discussing high functioning depression let's go let's go let's go let's go hi everyone how are you how has your day been there's a dog barking and it's like just stop barking i'm recording how could you be so rude and inconsiderate while i'm trying to record i don't know but anyway today we're going to be talking about high functioning depression i only just learned this term um one of my friends brought it up and I was like hmm I've never heard of this term so I started researching into it and found it very interesting and it's something a lot of people could relate to or they could find symptoms of high functioning depression so I'm going to give you an overview of the topics I will be talking about today you can skip to any section you want or you can listen to the entire episode up to you um here we go so the topics today do you like my phone case by the way if you're watching this look how cute my my phone case is it's pink oh some asmr anyway the topics okay number one what is it number two signs of high functioning depression number three how can you be depressed your life is great number four this is not your fault but self-awareness is key number five my own experience number six treatment let's get into it okay so when i searched this up i found that high functioning depression isn't a clinical diagnosis it's not the name it's kind of just the term people came up with when people talk about high functioning depression the proper diagnosis is persistent depressive disorder they are basically the same thing the only difference is that's the clinical name persistent depressive disorder if you go to a psychologist that's what they would diagnose you with they wouldn't diagnose you with high functioning depression it's just a term that means the same thing so yeah just wanted to clarify that so if I say high functioning depression just know it's also known as persistent depressive disorder or PDD it's in the name high functioning depression so you are high functioning you basically can do anything you can go to work you can socialize you can put makeup on you can get out you can do everything normally Ooh, something flowing except that you are struggling on the inside so objectively everything looks great on the outside you look like you have a great life you're going to work you're waking up on time you're exercising but inside deep down or not even deep down just inside of you in your mind you are struggling a lot so that's the main thing and 
this is very difficult to identify because that means literally anyone can be depressed. That's why it's very important to choose your words carefully and um, be nice to people because you don't really know what's going on in their life. And I know like everyone always says that, but and then people end up hating online or just being mean to people. But it's like you really don't know what's what's going on. Um, it's very hard to identify and it's hard to even identify with yourself. Like you might think, well, I'm working every day and I'm doing all of these things. I'm not depressed because you have this idea of depression that you have to be in bed. You don't do anything. You don't shower. Like that's your idea of depression. So you don't think you're depressed yourself. And this is what I, I mentioned this in another episode. A girl from my school posted something about um how people don't know what depression is and they say that they're depressed but depression is not showering for days not cleaning your room not doing all of these things and it's like okay that might be your case but not everyone has the same thing because during high school I was very depressed but I was still studying I was still going to school I was still doing everything so I think just be careful with what you say and don't really talk about a topic unless you know about it or if you do just clarify like I don't know everything this is my experience like just clarify because it's kind of dismissive when someone says well you're not depressed because you don't do this and you don't do that it's like you don't even know high functioning depression it's mild and persistent usually so persistent as in it goes for a longer period of time and it's more mild symptoms so like I said you might be able to shower you might be able to go to work but it's persistent it's kind of just you are in this state of hopelessness and sadness for a very long period of time and the symptoms might be mild which you might not even recognize yourself you might think you're fine so yeah that's the that's the thing about it it's for a longer period of time although it's persistent and it's mild you are really you're not really fully functioning like okay you're able to go to work you're able to go to school whatever but you're not really fully functioning and what I mean by that is okay you might be able to go to school but you're not performing the best or you're performing less in your schoolwork compared to before so you might be going to work, but you're no longer putting much effort in your work. You you might go to the gym, but you're not putting that much effort. You're kind of just doing the bare minimum and leaving. So it's just like kind of forcing yourself to do these tasks and not putting the effort or not being able to put in the effort. So um, I'll give you an example. Like, like when I was going through this, I was going to the gym five times a week but it was so draining to go and I wasn't putting as much effort as I would and it was such a draining experience and I wasn't happy being at the gym it was just depressing um that's an example like I was pushing myself to go but I wasn't fully functioning in those terms high functioning depression really affects the way you enjoy your life and in relationship you're kind of just struggling internally and mentally that you are not even able to enjoy experiences in life you might might have just had a birthday you might have just gotten married you might have just gotten a job promotion but all of these things don't allow you you don't enjoy you just don't enjoy it you're not very present in your relationships even not even just significant others like even your friendships, you might not even be that present with your friends anymore. You're going out with them, you're talking to them, but you're not really there. And the way I'm thinking about it is it's similar to dissociating. I don't even know if this is right, so don't don't quote me on this. But you know when you're 
what's that quote like you're in a room filled with 100 people but you still feel alone or whatever it's kind of like that like you're present but you're not present like you're physically there but you're mentally somewhere else you're just you're just there you're doing the routine you're you're talking you're having the conversation but like mentally you're just you're just not there and you're not feeling it and you're not enjoying life next part signs of high functioning depression so these I mean, I sim- like the same symptoms as persistent depressive disorder. I just have to clarify that. Um, yeah, so what are the signs? The first sign is loss of interest and motivation. This is what I was talking about last week for burnout. It's very similar, but I already spoke about burnout and the differences, whatever. So loss of interest and motivation, um, that means you're no longer interested in going to work you're no longer interested in training at the gym. You're just no longer interested in a lot of things. And this is something I can heavily relate to because going through depression is actually so hard and you just want, you're like, you just want to enjoy things and you're just wondering why am I not enjoying these things anymore? Why am I not enjoying the gym anymore? Why do I feel like I'm forcing myself, I'm dragging myself to go to work? Why do I feel like I'm dragging myself to go to uni? It's like, it's very hard because sometimes you're aware that you have loss of motivation and you just don't know why. There's always a deeper reason, I believe. Um, it's just hard to get there and it's a very difficult process mentally draining let me tell you but yeah it's 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 frustrating when you do want to be motivated and you do want to do better in your life and then you just can't I don't know how to explain it it's like your brain just doesn't let you it's like the thought of going to the gym is like ugh. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's just, it just sounds draining. Sleeping problems. Um, hmm. I know some people oversleep when they're depressed. I personally don't sleep enough. Um, or no, I don't have. I have interrupted sleep. That's what I used to go through. I still go through that. I don't have a like a good sleeping pattern. I don't know why. Like I'll still sleep at a normal time and then wake up five times during the night. So sleeping problems could be a sign of depression. But to be honest, sleeping problems is a sign of a lot of disorders. So <laughs> changes in weight and appetite, gaining weight very quickly, losing weight really quickly, overeating, undereating. You know these signs like you know what I mean. Um, uh, What I read online is that it said extreme emotions, which really didn't make sense to me because it kind of relates to major depressive disorder. And this is persistent depressive disorder. So it shouldn't be major emotions. It should be mild emotions because it's kind of contradicting what they said before, mild symptoms. This is major. So I don't really know what they mean by that. Maybe there's a reason for it, but I don't know. I just thought I'd tell you, but I don't really know what they mean because I feel like it's contradicting itself. Low self-esteem, feeling unworthy of love, feeling unworthy of anything, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling, I don't know, just thinking, what's the point? Um, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm, I hate my life. I hate myself. Like all of these things, loss of like low self-esteem, just feeling like you have no worth. That's a big sign. I actually don't even know if I ever had this depression or not. I'm just self-diagnosing. I think I've had this during high school. I don't think I had major depressive disorder. I think I had this one. 
I never got diagnosed. I'm just self-diagnosing. I don't care if you don't like that, but I'm self-diagnosing myself. I think I had that. I think I ticked like most of the boxes. So that's what I had. Um, That's not really like I should have. Oh, you know what? That's another story for another day. But I I was going to say, oh, I should have reached out. But the thing is, I did reach out and I got rejected. So yeah, so (laughs) that's a story for another time. But yeah, try to reach out to people, try to reach out to counsellors, therapists, anyone. Just try to reach out. Even if you get rejected, try again. I know it's hard to, if you tell someone I'm feeling depressed and then they literally ignore you, try again. Because that person might not care, another person will. And let me tell you, I care. If you guys are depressed, I care. Message me, talk to me, I will reply. If you feel like your whole family is not listening to you, your friends are not listening to you, your therapist is not listening, messaging, message me. I care. I'm just telling you now, if you think no one cares, I care. So yeah, my DMs are open. Point number three, how can you be depressed? Your life is great. That's what people usually say. So this point is going based on the things you might hear. So I wrote down a few things that you might hear. So yeah, how can you be depressed? Your life is great. Um, How can that person be depressed? They're successful and have a great life. They're active. What I mean by that, it's like you're exercising, you're active. Why? How could they be depressed? But they have a family. They just got married. And then this is for yourself. Oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be happy? I have everything I wanted. That's something that you might tell yourself. You might think, like, I got the job that I wanted. Why am I not happy? Why am I still not happy? I thought this was something that was going to make me happy. And the truth is, the things that you think are going to make you happy don't make you happy. Like, this is just something everyone knows. It's like you think money is going to buy you happiness and then it doesn't. That's also annoying, an annoying thing. Like, looking around in your life, you're like, I have all of these great things. Why the hell am I not happy? It's because you're just looking at the wrong thing or you just need to dig a little deeper and figure out what what is it? Is it your core belief that you're not good enough that's making you depressed or is it your core belief or is it trauma? Is it what is it? Because that could be the reason why nothing is making you happy. You might think once I get married, I will be happy. Once I get into uni, I will be happy. And then you don't. These are just lies we feed ourselves. You think you're you're just so desperate to find an escape or desperate to find a way out of this depression that you convince yourself that that's going to help me. That's going to help me. But it doesn't because you might say other people, okay, rich people look happy. That means if I am rich, I will be happy. Do you see what I mean? How our brain just does that. And you might not even remember where the thought came from. It might have came from when you were a child, you might have seen something, heard something and then you just stuck with you. So for your whole life, you're working and working and working to become rich, to become happy and then you don't become happy and you're like, but why? Why am I not happy? Like I got what I wanted. Why am I not happy? And then you get more angry with yourself because you're like, I literally did this to be happy and I'm still not. I've told myself a lot of lies before, like once I do this, I will be happy. And then once I get the thing, I'm not happy. I'm still the same person. <laughs> like I'm still feeling the same. And this point is just about being careful on what you tell yourself. Because when you say, well, why can't I just be happy? You're kind of just getting angry at yourself. And then this causes you to be even more depressed and more 
frustrated and feel less motivation you might think oh well then what's the point of even working and nothing makes me happy what's the point and if you're saying that to someone else like that could really affect them like them they might think their problems are stupid like if someone's successful or they just got married or they have kids and you're like why are you depressed you have kids a family in a nice home that's so dismissive and that kind that could prevent them from talking about these problems again because you're invalidating them and they might think well my problems are stupid this person thought they're stupid that means they are stupid can you see like the the equation we do it's like this person said this this must be true that means I'm stupid I have no problems yeah and also be cautious with who you speak to because some people are just not empathetic like they just don't get it they will never understand what you're going through they just will never understand it so try to pick the right people to talk to because I've had friends before like not me speaking to them but like there are certain friends that you know I could speak to this person or not like I can think of friends right now that I can't go up to them and say I feel this way because they're just not gonna understand they're not gonna give me advice they're not even gonna listen they might even make it about themselves like there are people like that so just kind of be cautious because it might backfire you might think well I want help let me reach out and then you reach out and then they don't care but then at the same time it's better to reach out anyway I'm just saying be cautious because it might backfire and then you might even feel more depressed it's not even that your problems are stupid it just means it it might be triggering for them they're just not able to be empathetic they don't know they're uncomfortable so they just dismiss it so it's not you it's a them problem the next part this is not your fault but self-awareness is key not off key like my singing but they are it is key so number one is you are not broken there is nothing wrong with you this is not your fault what's happening to you doesn't make you a broken person you might just feel broken it doesn't mean you are broken you're not flawed there's nothing wrong with you depression is very very common i think isn't it like one in five people are depressed I think, which is very weird because it's like if you're in a room, like there's a lot of people depressed and they probably they probably don't even know it or you might not even know about them. I wonder if it's always been common or if it's more prevalent now. Don't know. Or maybe back then they just never understood what depression was and they didn't account for it. Like maybe depression was always a thing. Um, people just never reported it. So I don't know because like I think now in this generation we are more self-aware and we are more open talking about depression and mental illness mental illness mental health sorry (laughs) mental health so that's why you think that's why you might think depression is more common now but it's like it might have always been there people just didn't talk about it you don't really know like these these theories you don't really know because you can't go back in time it's not it's not that reliable because some people will just never say anything even now, it could be more common than we think and we just don't know. Look, a lot of people go through go through this. It's not your fault. You're not broken. But it is still important to take some responsibility and be self-aware. You should figure out what you can do so you are out of this and you're not stuck in this cycle. Yes, you may have had experienced trauma. You may have experienced bad things in the past. You may have a bad core belief system. You may have all of these things, but that doesn't mean it needs to be your future. I don't want that to be my future. I don't know about you, but you you shouldn't either. So being self-aware and kind of realizing, hey, I'm starting to lose motivation today. I am starting to feel fatigue. My sleep isn't good. I'm not feeling happy. I feel 
very distant when I'm with people. I'm not mentally there in scenarios. I'm always thinking, thinking, thinking. I just don't feel good about myself. Like that's step one, being self-aware and realizing, hey, I have control over this. I am able to get better. I am able to change my life. That is where the growth starts. When you realize I can actually do something about this. When you feel hopeless and you feel like you can't do anything and nothing will help, that's when you stay in the cycle. When you are not self-aware and you're just doing the same routine, routine, you're just feeling sad and sad and sad and you're believing, I'm not, I can't do anything about this. This is just how I am. I'm just a broken person. I just suck. I blah, blah, blah. You're not even going to break the cycle. Something that my therapist told me the other day was, it doesn't really go away. Like, you might feel so much you might feel 80% better than you did before but there there will sometimes be relapses like sometimes you feel great for 6 months and then you have one day that you're feeling very depressed like just like drug addictions where there's relapse there's relapse with depression as well the important thing is you should you want to learn how to manage this so what i'm trying to change in my mentality is that yes i will change my mentality But I need to also accept that I might have down days where I'm feeling down. And when those days come, I need to learn how to manage it. Because I have had this mentality for a while where I just want to get rid of it. I just want to get rid of it. I want to change my mentality. I want to be good every single day. But as humans, it's very normal to sometimes feel down. And you kind of just need to accept that. Sometimes I will feel down. Sometimes I won't want to get out of bed. Sometimes this will happen and that's okay. As long as 80% of the time I'm feeling good and then there's some days that you just don't feel good, that's all right. Like just figure out what you can do in those days to make it better. For me, what I found was recently, I told, I said this before, um, I joined Pilates. It really makes me feel better. Even when I'm not bothered going anywhere and I'm feeling so bad about myself, Pilates helps me that's just one thing so my goal right now my personal goal is to be good 80% of the time or 90% of the time and if I have a very bad day that I can manage it and with depression like this is just my own experience is that it'll go away but then there's one day where you're just feeling it and you're like oh my god why do I still feel like this this feeling hasn't come for a while why is it here again goodbye but I guess that's just that's just how it is. There's sometimes relapses, like anything else. When you break up with someone, there's a relapse. You go back to them. Like you know what I mean. There's just it's very hard to change a pattern, especially when it's very ingrained in you. Point number five: my own experience with this depression. Like I said, I have phases. Sometimes I'm great for so long, and then I have a very bad day. It's just that it's very inconsistent for me. Um. It was very persistent, like like what I said in high school. That was very persistent for me. It was literally every single day for the longest time. I can't even tell you. I even read my old diary and I was like, girl, you have some problems (laughs) you should speak about. Uh, (laughs) But now it's, it's definitely still there sometimes. It's just more rare or it comes in phases, it comes from triggers. I'm kind of aware from the triggers now what makes me feel depressed. Before it was it would just happen and I wouldn't even know why. But now it's like 
now I can notice, okay, this comment made me feel this and it made me think this and it made me jump to this conclusion and now I feel sad. Or this this thing I seen or someone did this and then it made me think this about myself and it's just like all of these thoughts and then now I feel bad. Like now I can identify the triggers or even just like me having bad sleep. That could also be a trigger for me to have a bad day. Usually I'm good, but sometimes my thoughts get very overwhelming that I just want to turn off my brain. I wish I could just turn it off sometimes because I have a lot of thoughts every second of every single day. There's just thoughts rushing every second. The moment before I'm sleeping, during my sleep, when I wake up, thoughts 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 and you kind of just like well for me I just want to turn them off sometimes because it gets too chaotic for me and I'm just like oh I don't even want to think about this anymore I just want to just stop thinking and mindfulness and meditation can help with this but personally for me it helps a bit but it doesn't do that much because I'm still during my meditation I'm still distracted like it doesn't work and I know you're meant to keep doing it so it gets better but I just didn't really have it just doesn't really work that much for me personally. Maybe I need to do it more, but yeah. I'm very glad to say that it's changing now. I'm seeing a lot more positive thoughts and um, not everything has to be doomed and not everything has to be negative and not everything has to be a failure. Like I'm slowly now, like if something happens and I'm, I'm upset about it, I'm slowly starting to tell myself like that's okay I can do this again or I'm trying I'm thinking more logically now where I'm like I could find a solution for this let me give you an example let's say one video of mine does really bad and then I start thinking oh I'm, I'm not funny my videos are not good all of these things and then and then I don't want to post anymore okay the new me might think that's all right it's not you. The views do not reflect you. It's the algorithm. Maybe you didn't put that much effort with this video. The next one will do better. I'm just trying to help myself change these thinking patterns because I've had negative thinking patterns forever, like about my body image, about my future, about myself, like about everything. So I'm actually seeing a lot of progress. Even my therapist has told me like, you've had more good days than bad. And I was like, it doesn't feel that way. And she's like, no, like you come every week and I see that you sometimes have better days than others. And it's becoming more common now that you're having better days and you're having a better thinking pattern and you're becoming more confident. And so it's like, I'm still changing. I wouldn't say I'm like the best right now, the best thinking pattern, like, woo. But I think I am changing. The frustrating thing is, is all of these emotions and negative thinking patterns are from my thoughts. And I can control my thoughts. Yet they control me. I am able to think whatever I want to think. If I want to think about that couch over there. If I want to think about this podcast. Like I can control these thoughts. But most of the time, these thoughts are controlling me. I feel like they're the puppet master and I'm the puppet. They're just like, think this, think that, think that. And you kind of... It's very hard and a draining process to just remind yourself like just think something else like these are all just thoughts. For the majority of my life these thoughts have controlled me. They controlled what who I speak to, what friends I have, who I date, what jobs I had, like everything I did these thoughts were controlling me and it's like why? Why? These are my thoughts. They're in my mind. Like why can't I just tell the thought no like when a thought tells you you're not good enough you can tell your thought you're wrong i am good enough okay final point is treatment how to reduce these signs and symptoms 
how do we do it? So because this is high functioning depression, there is no clear intervention because it is hard to identify like why or what's going on because you're still working, you're still doing all of these things, like what's the intervention? So because of major depressive disorder, they're not showering, they're not doing all of these things. It's better, it's easier to find an intervention because you're focusing on their behavior. Like, yes, start going to work, start showering, start doing this. Like that's the intervention, it's more clear. But when you're high functioning and you're working and you have friends and you're socializing, it's harder to find an intervention. But my opinion is that you should do therapy or it is all internal. So there has to be some core beliefs or a system going on that's making you feel this way. So it's it's less about behavior, I'd say, and it's more about journaling your thoughts and etc what i read online they said talk therapy like what i said talking to a therapist that helps and the most common one that they used is cognitive behavioral therapy which is changing unhelpful thinking patterns and behavioral patterns to good ones therapists do cognitive behavioral therapy i'm gonna say cbt instead of cognitive behavioral therapy um but i personally don't think you really need a therapist for this like I mean, it's good to have one, but I'm giving you the opportunity to do it alone in case like you can't afford therapy or it's just not for you or whatever. So you can do this yourself. So I'm going to have a photo right now up of CBT. Basically, you have thoughts, behaviors and emotions and each part of this circle can affect the other. So you, what you think affects how you feel and act and behaviors affect how we think and feel and emotions affect how what we think and act so they all affect each other so you need it this is a cycle this is like what i was talking about it's just ongoing you need to break the cycle so for example changing your thoughts will change your behaviors and emotions changing your behavior can change your thoughts and emotions changing the way you feel changes your thoughts and behaviors so they use cbt to change your your this pattern so when you think i'm not good enough changing that and changing it into something more positive i did so bad on that exam i must be stupid you might think the exam was really hard and i didn't study enough for it next time i will do better that's already motivating enough it's like you're not blaming yourself you're blaming the exam and you're gonna you might change your behavior you study more and then when you study more you pass the exam and that makes you feel better about yourself and more confident a lot of the time depressed people um blame themselves rather than the outside when someone's not depressed, they, if an exam was hard, they will say, oh, the exam was so hard and they'd blame the exam. When you have depression, you blame yourself. You'll think, I'm stupid. I'll give you the example of what I said, posting a video and it does bad. Someone who isn't, um, who doesn't have this thinking pattern will think the algorithm is at fault here. I'm just going to post again, you know. Someone who has a negative thinking pattern will think, Oh, I didn't get views because I'm unlikable and I'm not funny. I should never post again. Can you see the cycle, how that affects your behavior? If you're constantly thinking, I'm not funny, I'm not lovable, I'm not going to post anymore, that makes you stop posting and it makes you feel worse about yourself and then they all affect each other. So that's what they do, CBT in therapy or you can help doing, you can do that yourself as soon as, like, write it down. If you have a thought, like you, when you're, that's what I was talking about, self-awareness, like be self-aware and identify, okay, I have this thought, let me change it. Like talk to yourself like you would talk to your friend. If your friend told you, I'm not smart, I'm not studying anymore. Give advice to your friend, give your advice to yourself how you would 
to a friend. And if you can't afford therapy, here are some, uh, I wrote a list of things you can do. Um, like what I said, be aware of your thoughts and behaviors, be aware of your emotions and challenge these thoughts. Okay. Okay. Let's say you think, oh, no one likes me. I have no friends. That's your thought. Okay. The evidence for is that someone rejected you. Someone doesn't want to hang out with you. That's the evidence. Okay. For it. the evidence against is you have three friends that you talk to and enjoy your company and you have your family who loves you so that means you aren't unlovable because your family loves you so already that statement is incorrect you said I no one likes me that's not true because these people like you can you say you kind of just argue with yourself like a lawyer like this is the evidence for the this is the evidence against I only recently started saying self-affirmations to myself people have always said to say it in the mirror or say it to yourself I find that very uncomfortable and I don't like saying it to myself if I'm being honest I've done it before but I don't really like it so my therapist did tell me okay if you're not comfortable doing it or saying it out loud yet if you're not comfortable yet saying in your head I'm like okay I can do that I can think in my head no one's hearing me I'm not uncomfortable I'm saying it in my head so in my head I will say things like I am confident I am hardworking. I am ambitious I am this I am that my life I will be successful I will do this like saying these affirmations and sometimes the affirmations I can easily agree with them but then sometimes it's like hard to believe like when I say I will become a millionaire me saying that to myself I'm like "Mm, but what if you don't you know what if you don't what if that's not true so that already I'm like I'm not feeling that so I try to figure out why I'm not feeling that that might be from a core belief you know so I think okay I'm not believing that I'm capable of being a millionaire why is it because I don't think I'm good enough Or is it because I don't think I'm a hard worker? And then I'm like, no, but I am a hard worker. Maybe it's because I don't think I'm good enough. Why don't I think I'm good enough? Can you see what I mean? It's like you kind of just keep saying why, why, why? Hence the name of this podcast. Why though? Reflect on what brings you joy. Like what I said, Pilates for me, creating videos for me, watching Netflix for me. Figure out what makes you happy. Figure out whatever, like what was one thing that ever made you happy? Drawing anything figure out something that like at least brings you some joy create a structure for yourself what i mean by that is having a routine i spoke about routine last week waking up at a certain time exercising having a routine because structure gives you a sense of safety and it gives you a sense of confidence because you're like wow i'm sticking to this structure i feel great about myself when you have no structure it just feels annoying. With that being said, having too much structure can make you feel depressed because it starts feeling like a routine. You're like, wake up, eat, exercise, work, sleep, wake up, eat, uh, you know what I mean? So having too much of a structure might be overwhelming. So if you have too much of a structure, try to break the structure a bit. Like think to yourself, okay, tomorrow I'm not, I'm waking up I'm waking up late. But yeah, that's all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking about it. I hope it helped you in some way. And yeah, I will see you guys in my next episode. I love you. Bye.